Welcome to the New Visionary Podcast, where you will hear conversations with artists and creative entrepreneurs from around the globe. From art and creativity to education and business, this podcast features discussions with some of the most inspirational visionaries in today's art world. I'm your host, Victoria J. Fry, and I can't wait to get started. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the new Visionary Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria J. Fry, and today we are chatting with the wonderful and inspiring Charuka Aurora. She is an artist, a podcaster, and a creative entrepreneur, and I can't wait to learn a little bit more about Charuka and her journey as an artist, but also as the founder of Arts to Hearts Podcast. So welcome, Charuka. Thank you for coming today. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I am more than happy to be here. And it's so exciting to see you doing this. Thank you. Well, you are such an inspiration. I mean, your podcast has just been incredible. And you feature interviews with such a variety of artists and entrepreneurs and just creative individuals from literally all over the globe. So you've really paved the way forward, I think, in that regard. But I can't wait to learn Thank a little bit you. more about you and your, your journey. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't you start by telling our audience a little bit about you, how you grew up, how you became involved in art. And yeah, I'll let you just dive in. Okay. It's, it also seems like a really like brief together. I remember doing this with you in the beginning of my podcast. I don't remember what number of episodes that was, but we've done couple of them actually and you've literally seen me starting Arts to Hearts podcast, Arts to Hearts project, all of it and today like I'm coming back, coming to your podcast and we are on Arts to Hearts podcast is on the 100th episode so it's like a full circle like so much, so much that has happened in all this, all this time um, so that I mean I really feel like this is such so incredible to you know to experience this with people that you admire you love for who I am I think that's one of the most difficult questions I love to ask it's hard for me to answer when someone asks me them I like to introduce myself mostly as a creator I feel like I'm a compulsive creator more than anything I have always created in some sort or other as a child I I, I was I'm born and brought up in India and I I was born in Agra, which is the city of Taj, Taj Mahal. Um, I, I love to introduce to people who are not from India like that because then I know they understand where I'm coming from. And it's so it's it, it was at that point it was a pretty small town, but with a lot of beautiful architecture, culture, craft. And India is known for its culture, which is something that I really love and appreciate about because there's there's a lot of groundedness that I feel comes from that. Um, so I, I typically grew like a child, like, you know, in a little patriarchal country as a woman, uh, spending a lot of my time um, indoors and then, you know, around the women of, of my house, my mom, my grandmother. And, you know, I, I grew up in like a, this whole huge family because, you know, that's how things happen here. Like, you know, you have big families, we all live together and like, you know, things like that. And I think that impacts a lot, a lot about what I am today. So I would spend hours and hours and hours and days and months just in my room. I had this huge cupboard that I would just have glitter, sparkle, 
embroidery materials and like things all I can find from all over the place. And I spend a lot of my time being with my mom into these markets of like, you know, collecting fabrics, embroideries, or maybe making some gifts or painting or drawing. I think like this, if someone asked me, that's the only memory I have. And I really always felt uh, very safe within that zone because I didn't grow up feeling very safe as a child. So I would always use art as a resource, as, as a tool. Um, that I didn't even know, like, you know, I was doing something that adults recommend or like, I was just, I was just doing that, something that engaged me, made me feel expressed, seen and, you know, all of those things. Fast forward a couple of years later, I always thought I wanted to do something creative. But you know, when you're born and brought up in a country like this, um, you always think like, you know, we were like, you know, girls are, girls are creative, boys are athletic. So I always thought what I had as a creative was something everybody did and I didn't have anything special or it was like I thought it was always just something that you know you do and I never thought I could pursue a creative career I did come from a business class family like you know in India you'll see a lot of small business owners um, and especially in smaller towns there are no employment so most of the people have their own small businesses and I grew up one seeing all around me so I always thought like, you know, I wanted to do something creative and the only thing I could ever do was something into fashion. I thought, okay, you know, I maybe want to be uh, a designer and I'll do that. And I saw my mom, she was very good at like, you know, she was obsessed with clothes. She just loved it so much. And I was like, okay, you know, this is what I want to do. I grew up always thinking that I pursued fashion. One year down the line, started a business, realized this is not what I want to do because ultimately um, when I came down to the point that I, I was running a fashion clothing business, I realized that what I was doing was something that I really didn't enjoy, which was you know managing a lot of people, seeing production, um, marketing and all of those things. And I really missed making things by my hands. And that's when a lot of things happened. And I was like, one day, I don't know. I, I again resorted to art because I was very depressed, had a really hard time. And that's when a couple of months into it, I realized I wanted to be an artist. I had no clue what that meant. In India, you won't see like in the, um, uh, art is still a very aristocratic uh, thing. And like, you know, I didn't see a museum or a gallery for a, especially when I was in my 20s, even till then. So I didn't have any idea what I wanted and how I would go there or what would happen. I just had to follow my heart because I'd had so many failures. I was so lost and I felt so unsupported that I was like, you know, I, I might as well, at least with art, one thing was that I felt connected. I felt seen and I felt myself and that was something I really needed. I, I started my practice as an artist, found very little support, very little transparency. Um, when I entered the art scene here in India, I felt like I went 100 years in, back in time because you know, there were still very stereotypical things like, you know, if you are this, you are an artist. If you're that, you're not an artist. Like, Or like, you know, you have to be a starving artist or you just need to be cornered in your studio. And like nothing that I I genuinely believed in because um, I was, I'm a compulsive creator. And I, for me, I've been creating ever since I was a child and I've created in several ways, not one. And I never liked that I wanted to cap that. and. In that process, I learned like, you know, there's so much, so much gap and there are so, so many talented people who go unseen and un they 
they cannot do anything about it because they think they cannot and because there is no support structure there is no information and also the idea that they need to be rescued and validated and i was like you know i need to do this for a living i need to be an artist and i need to make money because i need to pay bills and i have to be i i know i have there's no other choice and i was like i need to find out a way to do this and i i kept on finding my way and that's when i realized like you know if this is me i know there are hundreds of other thousands and millions of other women no matter if it's from india or around the world any part of the world and i know what it feels to be in that place i know what it feels to be totally totally alone no matter where you're sitting you may have hundreds of people around you but you don't feel belonged i was never surrounded by a creative someone like who could understand what i was going through and what i was feeling i always felt like the misfit the unfit and i was like maybe something's wrong with me and when i actually met the right people and i was like i don't know how i landed up here maybe if i would have given up way before but since i did i know i needed to you know i just knew that i needed to contribute to this and that's how art to heart started happened and since then i think i've just been going one step at a time Oh, it's amazing. And there's so many parts to your creative process. And thank you for sharing, you know, all of that with us. And one thing that I love so much about you and that I find so inspiring is how you take ownership of, you know, the word creator. You consider yourself to be a creator above anything. And I think that it's such an important conversation to have because I think that oftentimes we feel you know and you and I have talked about this as well and you've shared this in the art queens which is a really wonderful group that we are both part of um you know you've talked about how in society we feel this pressure to be kind of put in a box and pigeonholed into one you know you're an artist or you are an entrepreneur or you are an art educator but it's you know many of us are multi-passionate beings and i know that for myself as well i really identify with the word creator almost more than artist because i think that it when you think of yourself as a creator it kind of opens up room for you you don't feel as stuck and you feel like you can really embrace all of the different parts of your creativity rather than you know feeling like you have to stick to one thing but i also just really appreciate that you brought up you know the starving artist myth because it's unfortunately it's a myth that i think is still very much alive today and it's something that i know is really ingrained i had a very supportive upbringing when it came to pursuing art but it's a myth that is so alive in our culture and society today i think that it's really hard for especially young artists to not feel like being a starving artist is the only option. So all of this I think really comes down to just expanding your mind into what's possible, but I want to shift gears a little bit and ask you about Arts to Hearts project and you know, I know that for you it was really born out of this desire to connect with a creative community. So can you tell us a little bit more about how it how it started? You know I don't think I've really shared this in other interviews but something that I really had before arts to hearts because I had a failed business which you know which was the fashion thing and I had a huge huge fear I felt like you know that's the thing I feel like as a creative there sometimes you feel like you belong nowhere like I felt when I was so I was I'm actually trained professionally in design and not in the arts and and I think that kind of 
I think for me, that kind of became the best equation, honestly. I really like that today if I look back. And, but while I was there, when I was a designer's designer, um, I wasn't allowed to be an artist because as a designer, you're always taught to be, you know, to problem solve. And as much as that's okay, I am also a person that's highly driven by aesthetics, um, storytelling. And I always don't want to make sure that, you know, like sometimes it, it, it would kill my heart to think like, you know, something is more useful than it's pretty, especially at that point. Now I've become way more practical for sure. But yeah, and I was like, then when I became an artist, I remember when I was working with someone, you know, at a co-work studio and, you know, for the longest time they would like, you know, they would call me like, you're an artist. Oh, you're not an artist, you're a designer. And that really made me feel really bad for this for some time. Now I've come like, now I don't give a shit. Honestly, sorry. Um, but at that point, because I was so confused and I didn't feel like I didn't belong in that space. When I came here, I felt like I wasn't welcomed and um, looked and seen because, you know, I didn't come from an art school and I didn't know what was happening. And mm, there was this, you know, whole very old school way of thinking. So I was like, and then when it came to business, because I had, a, you know, a failure in that in process and I was really depressed and I came out I was lucky I came out of it and I was like I'm not here I'm not here I'm not here where do I like where do I fit and I didn't know where I fit and I was at that point I was like you know I just don't give a I just don't care anymore and I think that is when things really like I, I the moment I removed that pressure off me I, I was Still in my practice, I was making art. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just making art and that's all that mattered to me. I didn't care where it was going. I didn't care what other people were thinking. I just kept on doing and believed that this is who I am and that's who I want to be. When I, and I started finding people and I have loved, ever since I have had more creative women and creative people engaged since I started my art practice, I have loved that part of my life and my work. I still, still do. And that's why I love my podcast. I love Astro's project so much because I'll get to collaborate, meet, talk um, with people that also get who I am, the creative uh, differences or like the creative life, the creative desires, like all of those things. And I felt, I started feeling less and less alone. And more than anything else, I think I started to stop blaming myself for a lot of things. So when I thought, okay, there was this one journal project just in the beginning of before the pandemic. And I was like, I was like, I can't do another business. I'm sure I'm not good at business or like all of those things. And I, was, I, I maybe I'll just start like a free project or like something like that. That just because at that time I was seeing like, I knew I wanted to connect with people. So I knew I needed to do something. I just can't go like I'm not someone who can have small talks. I need to, I, I'm someone who loves to have deep conversations. And I'm sure if you, if you hear my podcast, you'll know about that. And I, I was like, how do I reach to people? I needed to talk to them. I'm like, okay, then maybe I'll do something. I'll maybe start a blog or like, so I thought, okay, maybe I'll start a blog. And that's how it happened. I started something called our journal project. Uh, in the beginning of the pandemic. And I, it was just like, you know, whatever you give me a page of your journal and we like, you know, make make like a blog out of it or something and a lot of people started sending and what I realized that because um, I was so scared of starting a business I didn't have any intention of 
I just couldn't say that I wanted to really create something. And then with one, that project, I, it didn't really come out any, like anything I must have thought about. But it gave me a sight like, you know, that this is something I need to get into. And slowly and steadily, I started building towards Arts to Hearts project. Then I started the podcast. I had always wanted to, like I said, I, I'm someone who wants to talk, have deep conversations and ask a lot of questions. I love asking questions. I love learning wherever, whatever form that is. And I love talking to people. For me, art, community, business, it's all about relationships and people. And I love that. I realized that... Um, we started doing the podcast, then the exhibits happened, the call for arts, then um, the editorial. Today, we're starting a magazine, we're doing courses. And with every effort, I think the, the goal has always been to share something, to learn something, to build something and compulsively create. Like I burn out, as honest as that. I, I don't know how to stop myself when I get an idea and I'm like, I'm not even done close to the closing of one and I'm like oh my god now it needs to start another and even though that's health and not a very healthy thing that's also something that has helped me get through a lot of time in in these past few years that have been very hard for me so yeah I don't know if that answers yes absolutely and and I think that you know first of all I so appreciate you sharing all of that but also I think that having these conversations that you are describing with fellow artists and just creative individuals in general can really strengthen, you know, our own, the, our own work, the work that we do creatively. So a question that popped up while you were describing this is how has these, you know, you said you, you just hit your 100th episode, which is such a huge achievement. So congrats on that. How have Thank all of you... these amazing meaningful conversations impacted your work as an artist and also your work as a creative entrepreneur I love this question and I ask this question to myself every waking second honestly <laughs> I like it I'm someone I'm an overthinker over evaluate things always trying to find reasons and purpose and all of that and sometimes sometimes I like I feel like Charlotte you need to get in like you need to check in with yourself like because sometimes like it's it's good to be mindful but i think sometimes it's it's okay to let go also and i don't know how to do that in my life yet <laughs> so i've asked this question a million times because you know when you have multiple passions and you do multiple things you get overworked you get tired you get exhausted you get burnt out with every project you you decide to start you know that there's something else that's going to go down and it's it's a choice you make so you have to be careful and i keep asking and because i've had Several failures in the past, I keep checking in with myself why I'm doing this. Should I be doing this or I'm just doing it because of something else? You know, sometimes you start a business because you think it's going to give you safety or money. And honestly, I think that's the worst idea to start a business because running a business brings neither of that in, the, in quite a few years, actually. I think at least so that's been my experience. And so I kept, I keep asking myself, why am I making art? If I'm enjoying arts to hearts, if that's what is important to me. And or if I, I want to make my art, why do I need to do all of these things or the project or like the podcast or like why I don't need to do all of these things? And what keeps coming to my mind is like, you know, for me, like I've always said, these two are very similar things. They are not two different projects for me. These are both creative practice for me as a creator. And for me, as, a crea as an artist, maybe I would look at myself and see, OK, these are two different things. But for me, I'm more 
I am first a creator and then I'm think I'm anything else. I'm an artist second, a podcaster or a creative entrepreneur. I'm a creator first. And for me, all of my these are multiple just creations that I look and they all inform each other. What I experience as an artist at Arts to Hearts informs who I am um, and what I want to create. Like you know, as a community, I find a community as an artist. I find support as an artist myself and i'd share that with other people all around the world and my struggles as an artist i know that this is what i'm feeling and i know since i'm feeling this as an artist i'm sure that there are so many other women who go through the same thing and it's like it's like a equation that one drives from another unless i don't have this experience of being an artist going through real life struggles like you know we did an article just a couple of weeks ago which was about how to manage your full time job as an artist with your art practice and because that's for me i spend a lot of time in arts to hearts and i know that our situations may be different but i know that our experiences and what we feel are quite similar so that informs what i do at arts to hearts and what i do at arts to hearts informs a lot of my practice when i meet artists i share that voice i share that vision that creativity and that gives me the courage to like you know and anything i know that i can't like the day like i've not been in the studio for the past two months since i didn't have an access i know how breathless i am and i don't want to make art for someone else i just want to make art because i really want to make it you know that's another th- important thing too that you mentioned it's okay to take breaks you know you you just mentioned that you have taken a break for a couple of months in terms of creating your own art and it's really important for artists to be okay with the fact that sometimes we just need to take breaks from our creative work and it's actually really healthy and necessary, you know? And I think honestly, um, I'm entering my 30s, right? While when I was in my 20s, and I think I've, I've just, and I keep telling this to my partner also because my partner is also an entrepreneur. He runs this amazing company here. He's, I've, I've seen him build things literally like he's built massive things and i keep we keep talking about a lot of things and i'm i'm more than grateful to have him in my life because he truly gets a lot of things because we are we experience our journeys and see each other and we are on the same page in our own journeys but just as different professions probably and i i tell him like you know we were very unrealistic in our 20s because all we cared about was um working we would work come back home do extra things and there was really no life in the sense like i mean you know ever since we started creating these like uh, being uh, focused on our careers and we did that very early in our in our life and it we didn't have any kind of boundaries when it came to life like you know responsibilities and like all of those things so that was okay even having a an unhealthy unhealthy balance of working was fine because um we didn't have so much on our plate now i think especially with everything that's happened in the past couple of years i really have responsibilities that are real life and i i have learned and it was a very hard learning for me that i cannot close my eyes to those things and thank I don't have children or a husband or a family in the sense to take care still now. I don't know how how people even do that because but I do have I lost my mom since and I have a lot of family responsibilities that I can't close my eyes to or I need to be there with 
with my parents or with my whoever that is and i also understood that you know at the end of the day when i lost my mom i realized that there was so much time that i should have maintained a boundary and know that i wanted to spend with her i was lucky that i had the last one and a half year that i was so so invested with her personally because of the pandemic and with her for the last like for 24/7 otherwise i would have regretted all my life and that's when i it hit me like you know that it's okay i can't do everything at once with every trust sometimes your life overtakes sometimes your work overtakes sometimes in your work one part of your life work may overtake for sometimes like i remember um 6 months from like from here like i think in the beginning or the end of 2020 we are in 2021 or 22 i mean sorry i mean another whole parallel world right now but last year the end of the year i was in this cocoon because i had my studio i was 24/7 alone in my studio i was making so much work painting being in my zone and like i really enjoyed that then couple of months out of that i realized like i i started to get itchy and i like you know i also i also totally believe that where you put your energy grows so i put my energy in my art practice it started to grow again then i realized i needed to switch up my gears and invest in arts to us for the last couple of months and also i feel i really like the situation of my life because i didn't i i had to move so much and i have family responsibilities and all of that so my work keeps me like when i know i can disconnect i lean into my practice when i need i know that i need to be like traveling and do all of those things and like stuff like that i know i can lean into my uh business and that's like i've been working remotely i i work out of my bed sometimes or like things like that and it makes me like i can i'm still going i'm working every day there in the past two years i've i've not stopped working but i've had the chance to choose what kind of work i want to do at that point after my mom i realized how important this was to me because after my mom i couldn't really go into the studio for a couple of months and i felt very i didn't have the courage to put my like put myself into my work i didn't want to i just didn't want to put myself in my work like myself into my work because it was painful i couldn't confront to myself last like let alone to you know express what i was feeling i just wanted to make something and i, I was okay with that but for a long time i think for 5 months i just didn't get into the studio i just didn't have the courage the thought of being alone was so scary to me that i just didn't have it that time i still needed structure and purpose if i just had my practice i would have been so lost because i just i cannot create in one form i needed to have different forms of making and that's when art to art helped me a lot i had collaborators that made sure like my team that i was working with that made sure that you know uh we had purpose we were creating and i think creating is one thing that really helps me move forward so in that form i was always creating it helped me move get through those months and then when i started feeling myself i was like okay now i've put my energy here couple of months let this roll on its own till that time i need to switch gears and i need to so you know i see it like that and it works for me for now i don't know what happens yeah. in future but i yeah, think no. with everything that's happened i think again everything that you do um happens for a reason and i think this reason is very important to me i feel like now any time i know what kind of situation and 
I prioritize my work and plan my work accordingly. And also, I think one thing that really, really helped me was after my mom, it's, it took me one, one, one year just to pull myself like in, in simple sanity, like in, in simple sense. And at that point, even now, I'm rediscovering myself. I don't know. I mean, I've started to find myself again now. And I would be lost. I had the pressure of making money from my work would be immense because when I didn't know what I wanted to make, let alone how I sell and all of that. So that gave me a relief that, okay, I'm not doing this. I don't have to, I don't have to do it like because um, I have to make money. I could give it a rest, give myself the time and then make it honestly because if I'm pushing myself too much, then am I even enjoying it? And that just didn't seem right to me for myself. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you brought up so many good points. I think one one thing that stood out to me from what you're saying is really honoring your your the pace at which you're working and your process. And that also kind of circles back to, you know, this idea of of taking breaks and it being normalized and us being okay with it and not feeling guilty about it. Because I know that oftentimes when we take break breaks from our creative work or if we really push ourselves to create when we're not feeling it, it can be detrimental sometimes. So I think it all goes back to this idea of really honoring what you're going through and and kind of responding accordingly. And, you know, you obviously went through a lot. You lost your mom, which is such a traumatic thing to experience really at any age. And Charuka, the question that came up for me while you were describing that experience is what what advice would you give to an artist who has perhaps lost a, a loved one or is just going through a really hard time and is having difficulty um, kind of easing back into their creative work? What advice would you give to them? And I think, you know, what I really would say that there's no right advice. Yeah. There's never a right advice. We all have yeah. a ways of dealing with grief. Also, we all have ways of dealing with our work. Some people, I'll tell you what happened with me in the beginning. I detested deeply to have my mom involved in my work in any sense, to even let that emotion, because I was running away from that reality. I had engrossed myself into work I, because I knew that was handicapping me and I just didn't have the courage then to look at it and to, to you know, to process that. And I knew if, and but of course, like people say, oh, if you have, there's any experience that's happened like this in your life, you know, your work and, you know, all seriousness and all of those things. And I was like, you know, if I bring this into my work right now, I'll start hating my work. I will, I, let, I didn't want to be alone. If I started to my work to resonate and sound like what was happening within me, uh, with me, I would not want to see my work at all. I started to use my work as a distraction. The moment I relieved the pressure that I, I started to make like, I'm, I, because I love that slow state, I wanted to get into that. Sometimes I would just do anything, anything at all. That really helped me. The moment I started removing that pressure that I could change. And I think when you lose someone, you see the amount of pain that you see now, everything else starts to feel very small. And at least that's what happened with me. A lot has happened for me in that after my mom. But everything I look at it, I'm like, I have taken this pain. This is nothing. I'll deal with it. This is nothing. I'll deal with it. 
So like I started giving less bother about things. People want to people want to see serious work. There are a million people who make that kind of work. I don't want to do that right now. Maybe sometime. Um, I started appreciating who I am more because when you lose something, you're like you understand what you have and how important yeah. that is to you. I realized I don't know who I am, but if this is what I feel, I'm going to stick to this. I don't care what other people expect out of me. And then I started just transitioning, and I didn't really. Some days, I honestly, when I started to come back to the studio, I slept a lot, a lot. I remember talking to Kat about this. Like, I would come make something, and then I would sleep for hours because I just needed. I think one, my I love my studio because that is one place or not. that i can just i just don't care about anything i can be myself i feel very very safe protected um and for for all that time i wasn't getting that space so take i think mm-hmm. if you're if you're anywhere close to this first take yourself the pressure off it needs to if you need to step away from your work do that if you mean want to paint the walls do that don't think about what you need to do with your work i think taking off that pressure and again yeah. we all respond to it very differently there's no one right way if you feel you need to just check in with yourself and ask okay what am i feeling even that moment just do that maybe another moment you feel something do that and just one step at a time one step at a time one step at a time uh, i i mean that is incredible advice and One thing you said that I thought was just so beautiful, you said something like when you lose something or someone that you love, you understand what you have. And that's such a I mean that resonates so deeply for me and I'm sure for so many of our listeners and you know taking the pressure off especially in this high pressure hustle culture, you know, that we live in, this idea of taking the pressure off is it's so healthy and it's so important and i think that when we do that we actually allow ourselves to create not only our best work but create from an authentic place a place you know because we when we show up and we're excited and it feels good and it feels right we can pull from that energy when we are pushing ourselves to create or to do any kind of work that is not feeling aligned it it can be really exhausting and it can lead to burnout and you know you mentioned that when you started to ease back into the creative process you had to sleep a lot because it probably took a lot out of you but you honored that and you gave yourself that time to rest and you know also understanding of course that for you know some people that i'm sure depending on their schedules and their responsibilities you know maybe that is a challenge but i think it just really comes back to this idea of doing what you can to honor yourself and uh kind of going back a little bit to what we were talking about earlier you know you you talked about how you have a lot of familial responsibilities so the other question that i had for you is what kind of a, what advice would you give to any artist or creative individual who has you know maybe they're a mom or maybe they are taking care of siblings or you know balancing a lot of responsibilities outside of their art career what what kinds of things have helped you to maintain that balance and to still move forward with your creative work while also juggling a lot of personal responsibilities i think that's you know 
for me, the first thing I had to learn was that I had to recognize that there was a life beyond work. And, mm. you know, I, yes. I didn't choose a creative career because I had to work myself to nine to five or like, like a nine to five, not like I work, of course, I work 24 seven, even today, I wouldn't deny that. Um, I think like, I really don't have a very good boundary, but you know, the exhaustion, something gives you, you know, the tires, tires them or like when you know you're getting burned out, I didn't do this because, you know, I had to obsess. I really did it because I enjoyed it and I wanted to do it. Right. And when I realized like, you know, this is not for me, the vision is not just a creative career. I realized for me, my, my vision was a creative life. That was very important mm. to me. And it still is. I, I, in the bigger, when, you know, I think after my mom, the pandemic, I got a lot of time to look within and to ask myself questions and to, you know, to really focus on things of what I was doing and what, how I wanted. I just didn't want to run. If I wanted to run, I would have taken a stable job. You know, I would have done all those things because why would I want to do it the hard way? I mean, if I still have to do all of those things, it's, it's better. I mean, but I didn't. I want to... I want to, I want to learn music. I, I really want to do like, I want to travel and I want to do all of, and I want to, after my mom, I realized I want to spend time. I want to create memories. I want to have smiles because, you know, you realize when you lose someone so close, you know, you lose a parent, you realize really that, um, yes, I love my work. It's a big part of who I am, but it's just not the only part of who I am. And I need mm-hmm. to, and my creativity, of course, that is a very big force of who I am. But that is not only the work I make or like commercially validates me. It's also how I, I live my life. And realistically, I want to like, I want to spend time with my family or people I love. And I want to smile. I want to be in the garden and walk on the grass and not worry about things. And I want to touch the flowers, be with my dogs. I love that. I think that's, I love that. I love sleeping with them. I love touching them, playing with them. I think like these are moments that I really, really love. And I need to know that I create something that does not isolate all of those things. It needs yes. to be accommodated. And I'm okay. Sometimes it, anything, ta- it takes over. But once it becomes a pattern is when I start to have a problem with. So I am someone who overworks but also the moment I feel like I can't do it I leave everything and I let it go of course leave everything is not in the sense that if I have a commitment but when I know and also I think in the past two years I've also learned that I, I I've started to learn that and I'm not there yet though but I've learned that I have to like know that I can do only so much and that's okay our dreams are always bigger it's good to dream it's all it's good to have but once you have those bigger dreams, you also have to understand it doesn't happen in one day. You need to keep making those little progress, those little steps one day at a time. And you will get there. Some some days will be harder. Some days will be easier. Some days will be like, like I said, like life needs to be, I think I have this conversation with my partner a lot because he's the opposite. Like for him, his work isn't his entire life. And I'm like, I don't mm. want to live this life. I want to live a creative life. I really want to like, I really want to go meet people or like creatively like sit with people or like be, and not people, I'm not an extrovert, but I want to have these meaningful conversations. I want to meet other people who are very creative and like be a singer sometime or be a dancer sometime or spend in a yoga retreat or like 
um, just be with my family. And I have a nephew and a niece now, and I love spending my, you know, some time with my niece, niece. And I, I think just knowing when you lost someone, you realize what you want. Realistically, mm-hmm. if I would be, if I have a very flourishing career, a, a great practice, and not have all of these things. It wouldn't really mean anything to me, to be 100% honest. And that was my answer. I knew that I had to, I had yeah. to build something that made me feel whole, not just. Yeah, yeah. And I can, I can relate to that too, because I think a lot of creative entrepreneurs specifically can relate to everything that you just spoke about. Because, you know, especially in the early days of building your community, your platform, your business, it can be really consuming. And you and I have definitely talked about how we're so passionate about the work we do that it's really hard to draw boundaries um, because we love it so much and we genuinely enjoy doing it that it's it makes it that much harder to draw those boundaries. But you're right. When you know, you said that when you have, when it starts to feel consuming and you start to get that urge to go out into the garden to play with your dogs, you really honor that. And it's something I'm working on too, um, because those moments that we have with our loved ones, with our pets, you know, in nature, those are, those are moments that, you know, that I have these moments when I'm out in, you know, just walking along the water in our neighborhood in Brooklyn, where I just think, you know, this is this is what life is about, is this moment right here. And obviously the work that we do is, is incredibly meaningful to us and to our communities, but it is a balance. And it's not always a perfect 50-50 balance, but it is so imperative to listen to those moments where you're like, you're, or listen to those urges rather, where you feel, okay, I need to get off the screen. I need to get off social media. I need to just go be really present in nature with my family or whatever it might be because it recharges you on a soul level and it took me a while to get I'm definitely still working on that balance but I remember the first year of of uh, diving into entrepreneurship I rarely had those moments at all I was so invested in yeah. the work I was doing you know it was almost like on the laptop all day every day for a year um, and so it is really, really important. But anyway, Charuka, I want to just, I could, of course, continue chatting with you for hours as always, but I, I think this is probably a good place for us to wrap up this really beautiful conversation. And I want to thank you for being so open and vulnerable and encouraging as you have shared your journey with us. So thank you again for joining us today. I always love talking with you. You're such an inspiration and yeah, I'm just really grateful that you were here today with us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me because, you know, I mean, I've always loved talking to you. I always lean into you. And it's just, um, it's just so nice, I think, uh, to have these conversations with people that you, that you really feel comforted and loved with. And I think what you're doing is just incredible. What you've done in the past two years I think our journeys have been very in line and I think um, you're you're one person that I really really one contemporary that I really look up to because I know like we both know it's not easy we both know the noise that goes into all of these things and we know when every time I see you do something I'm like oh my god she 
he's done it again because i know anything that looks easy on the front it's not that we all we all understand the effort it takes and it's it's a lot i'm grateful for all of that you're doing and thank you so much for having me Thank you so much, Charuka. And actually, the last thing I wanted to ask you, I will include all of your information in the show notes, of course, but where can our listeners learn more about you and Arts to Hearts Project? Okay, yeah, I think that's a good thing. <laughs> I, you can find me on Charuka Roraz uh, on Instagram, but I'm not so active right now. Probably I will be once I have the time and try to prioritize that. But for the Arts to Hearts and me, all of that, my podcast, the Arts to Hearts, uh, Arts to Hearts podcast is one way you can get to know me and my guest. We are on the 100th episode, which is, I can't believe we've reached this point because I'm so happy I gave myself this goal. So Arts to Hearts podcast, Spotify, Apple, you know, anywhere you listen to your podcast. We have a beautiful website that we've just launched, which is www.artstoheartsproject.com. You'll see, you know, really real life tips, editorials that we do on, you know, how to be an artist in the sense of being a mother artist, finding your ideal audience, like a lot of very, very different stuff that we're very passionate about. Um, then you can, we have different call for arts. We are on Instagram, Arts to Hearts Project. We have a magazine upcoming but I think if you just follow us um, on the podcast and Instagram, you'll always be updated on everything that's happening. Because with, with our newsletter and podcast, we do special things. And Instagram, you get our regular updates. So yeah, that's where you can find. Perfect. I will include all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much again, Sharuka. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode today. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you for tuning in and supporting our platform. To learn more about New Visionary Magazine, head over to visionaryartcollective.com slash magazine. You can order individual copies on Amazon or subscribe annually to digital issues. We also have opportunities to get featured in the magazine, so be sure to join our newsletter and follow us on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes or tag us on Instagram. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.